Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Sever the Plot Thread. My name's Callum Quinn. I'm your host. And today we're going to be talking about concept art for your first webcomic. I developed this method by mixing and matching a bunch of different people's advice. But without further ado, let's get on to the let's get on to the topic of today's episode, concept art. So I've divided up concept art into two stages, concept art for your series as a whole and concept art for an individual issue. So assuming you followed the steps in the last episode where we talked about outlining your story, you should have the basics of your story figured out, mainly you, uh, your plot, your characters, some settings, and uh, you should have a list. Now, if you haven't already, take your outline and make a list of all the stuff that needs to be designed. So if you've set your comic in a little cabin in the, in the woods, uh, you may only need to design the cabin and a few key characters. But if your comic is in a city on a crowded street, you may need to get some reference photos of city streets in whatever part of the world that's in. See how people dress in that area and the different types of people that live there and design your characters around that. Uh, or if it's a sci-fi or fantasy comic with a completely invented world or setting or set in the far future, you're going to need a lot more concept art and design than you would in something set in the modern day. So just go over your outline and make a list on the side of everything that you think needs its own specific design or needs some research about how you're going to draw this or how it's going to look. Try to keep it relatively small, especially if this is your first story. So maybe this would be instead of coming up with everything you're going to need to design for your entire 50 plus issue epic fantasy story. You just do a little one-off story like we talked about last issue. Remember, you don't have to design every single character that's ever going to appear in your story, nor does every setting need to be 1000% fleshed out. You just need enough to get you going. So what I did for my webcomic, Siblings of Steel, is there's the robots, the Forsi, and I came up with the overall design for how they looked that I could then go and change as I needed to for different characters. I designed some of the props they use, their guns, their swords, and a few of the characters that would be appearing in the first arc. And then once I got to the first issue, I started doing location design and art for things that would specifically be appearing in that issue. And that's kind of where the split up I talked about earlier comes in. So when you're doing concept art, I do it by the series. So stuff that would pertain to the whole series, right? Like basically what you need for your pitch, what you need for, even if it's just for you, something that shows you what the look and feel of this universe or of this story is. So that would be things like the main character's designs, important objects or locations, things like that. And then once you get to that individual issue, once you have that script written out, you can then make another list of the things that are going to be need to be designed for that issue. So if they go to a tavern in your first issue, this is the time to write that on a list and then start iterating and designing it. I feel like most creators, when they're wanting to really start their first comic, have been drawing for quite a while by this point. I was drawing for like 10 years before I started siblings of steel and i had already done a lot of drawings and designs for stories i had in my head and i took a lot of the designs for the comic from those drawings i'd made over the years and just sort of freshened them up and adapted them for what the story needed 
So you probably already have a main character in mind. You probably have a cool setting or a story idea or a world or a race of aliens or whatever. So you probably already have some designs ready to go. But what we're going to do here is start iterating on them. I had to do the foresight design many times before I found something I was truly happy with. And I think it's really important that you pick something that is going to be easy for you to draw over and over again. Because, I mean, sometimes I'm drawing these characters like five times every page. And it can get exhausting if you've picked a really complicated design. I, I think the Forsyre are kind of that nice mix for me. They're complicated enough to be interesting, but they're not so complicated that I just want to give up every page. Though truth be told, I might have dropped a few of those details had I done what I'm suggesting to you. Take the character design that you think you're happy with and try to draw it in 30 seconds. And, you know, obviously you're not going to be able to finish it in 30 seconds, but try maybe like two minutes or just draw it over and over again, you know, like 10 times and see what details you leave out. Those are probably details that don't need to be there then. You can simplify. In illustration, you can create a complex character. In 3D animation, you can create a complex character, very detailed. But this is a medium where we're hand drawing these characters over and over again. So it's super important that it be easy for you to draw. Now, this can take a lot of time, especially if this is just your first story. I know it took me like, I want to say like six months of working off and on. Obviously, I wasn't devoting entire days to this, but of squeezing it in between my schoolwork and my job just to get like my outline for Siblings of Steel done and to get all the concept art done and to do all the little fiddly things I was doing now. I was doing that for a series because I just didn't want to start with one little story. I wanted to do like a big thing. And I've since pruned that outline quite a bit because I don't want to be devoted to this for the next 10 years, but I do really enjoy it. And if you must, then if you must start a big story, at least try to view it as like smaller story arcs that you can kind of tackle. So like one through four for me is one story arc. So once I finish that, I'll have like a book that I can show people and be like, hey, I got a book done. It's it's like a whole thing. You, It's a it's a you know, the story starts here. It ends here. There's some loose plot threads. It'll be picked up in future arcs, but it's it's a complete story that you can read. And that's pretty exciting. But again, I recommend you just do like one issue, like a 12 page story or a 24 page story, whatever you feel comfortable with. I tend to underestimate how much effort is going to take. Um, so getting a few issues under my belt has really helped me to evaluate like now how much work something is. And I'm actually doing NaNoWriMo right now. So National Novel Writing Month. And I was like, I can do you know, 1,666 words a day. That's easy. My first day was the best day I had for writing it. And I got like 900 words. And, you know, I had to be like, I had to readjust my expectations a little. I haven't put in the stamina yet where I can do 1,600 words. So just remember that when you first start, you know, you're going to get faster. Granted, some of that speed will be lost as you improve in your skill. And you're like the time you save and improving may be spent in 
making the art look really good because you've improved in skill and making good art sometimes takes a long time. Hopefully that made sense. You know, trying to keep it real for you guys. I'm trying to keep it from the heart uh, because this is my honest opinion and advice. But again, it can take some time. That That's my basic point here. It can take some time for you to get a result you're happy with. Even if you're just doing a one-off 12-page story, expect it to take maybe a few weeks at least just to uh, iterate on those designs. Not even just writing it, just doing concept art, especially if this is your first thing. And I totally recommend keeping a log of how long you think each step is going to take in the process. And then once you're done, write down how much time it actually took you. And this will begin to show you as you do different projects. Maybe if you have like four or five or six different comics under your belt, you can look back at this and be like, okay, so on average, it takes me this long to do concept art or to do writing or to do formatting. You know, all these things that I'm going to cover in future episodes you'll be able to look back and say oh this is how long it takes me on average and with each project you get more and more of an average or, or more and more analytics data that you can pull from and say this is my average it's super helpful and it can make you feel really good and if for whatever reason you need to take a mental health day or a mental health week or a mental health month and you just can't work on your story write that in your your log i say log i mean more like a bullet point list with notes, but write that down so that when you look back on it, you don't just think, why did it take me six months to finish the concept art for this 24 page story? Because maybe you had a really bad six months of mental health, or maybe that, you know, somebody in your family died and you had to go to a funeral and you had to do all this stuff, right? There, there's just a lot of extenuating circumstances. You're doing this for fun. This isn't like a thing you're getting paid for. This is for your own gratification. So Please take your mental health seriously. Please treat yourself right. Be gentle with yourself. That's my best advice to you. But uh, I was thinking it might be fun if we go over some of the concept art I came up with for Siblings of Steel now. And I can kind of talk about uh, my design process on that. And hopefully that will give you guys a little bit more insight into how we do things here on Callum Quinn Creates and maybe a little more info on what I'm talking about. Okay, hopefully you're seeing uh, what I'm seeing here. So I'm just going to go through this for you right now. All right, so this is one of the earliest designs I did for the reboot of Siblings of Steel. And so these are the foresight. As you can see here, they have the little, little um, I guess they're like bug legs or something. I'm not sure. Uh, but I, you know, I ended up changing that to be, as you see, they have the bug legs here. Uh, they have some more detailing on the uh, chassis, I guessed. I guess, and, uh, you know, a little bit of a different design here, uh, as well as having no actual face. They just have a screen. Uh, I added the face later because I was like, well, you know what? They probably need some more some more um, <laughs> expressibility there. Uh, here I was experimenting with eyebrows and doing a, a turnaround sheet. Uh, I'm still pretty proud of this. I think it looks really cool, but uh, it's definitely a lot more stiff than my art is now. And again, you have these legs that are honestly just a nightmare to draw. So, you know, simplifying that was quite helpful. Here we have uh, kind of a last gasp of that design before I simplified it here to this, which I'm a lot happier with. Uh, this is much closer to the modern design. Although you haven't actually seen a Foresight without clothes on because in the comic they wear clothes. I thought that would be fun and, you know, kind of saves me some time drawing. But this is what they look like sans clothing. 
Uh, so they got that cool, like, little, I guess, uh, belt piece. And then the legs swoop down like this. Quite expressible, pretty cartoony design. Uh, a lot different from this, right? It's a lot, this is a lot more technical. It requires a lot more, like, thought as to how each of these things move. And indeed, if you'd seen the, the uh, I guess, the pre-boot, you know, before I rebooted it, it was even more stiff than this. It was even more, like, technically minded. And that that was a mistake because it made it a lot harder to draw them consistent uh, and a lot easier to just make weird proportional mistakes on the anatomy. Uh, but here I tried some clothing on them, just some random doodles, try to get a feel for the characters. Here we have like the bendy arms, a lot easier to do. Uh, perspective. This was uh, for the city, uh, Newtane. Just some designs like the landing pad. Got a billboard here, which I always like putting little details like that in the art. It just, it's fun. It's fun to me. Um, here we have a Yoon long-range attack shuttle, courtesy of the Forsai Empire. And it just has, uh, this is actually Pyre um, from the comic, which I did. I decided to make the ships sentient. I thought that would be interesting if each ship, instead of having an AI, it actually has like a four-size brain inside it. Not that they have brains, they have something else. But, you know, I like to, you know, label things here. So we got a floorboard storage compartment, cryopod for healing piloting i'm really proud of the perspective on this shot but I'm, I'm actually going to do a little retcon this is drawn more or less to scale with the first issue uh in the fourth issue i actually lengthen out the ship a little bit make it a little bigger on the interior just because they are living in these things for quite a while between stopping at places the the yoon are the the peacekeeper organization so I thought it would make sense to give them a little more space to spread out in their ships. Here we have that colored, which I really like. I like how this works. Again, if you notice, I drew this quite a few times. And in the comic, this fin here is dropped because it was just, I was like, eh, it's superfluous. It doesn't really need to be there. Here we have a cute little foresight and then just some notes on colors for this ship. Here we have an interior, just kind of controls with where the seats would be, but you know, so you can see through to the controls. Uh, these are the kinds of things I do like to map out is where everything is. So if I have to draw this a lot for a scene, it's consistent and we can see like kind of what the UI looks like and kind of see there's Pyre's little a, uh, AI avatar. And then the back, so you got a spare seat that can rise up. Uh, that's from an older draft where they had to take somebody in their ship on a... On a out to a space station in the first few issues. Um, I changed that just because it made more sense story-wise, but I wanted to have an extra seat here. So if people are, you know, traveling with them, they have somewhere to put them. Uh, I suppose I could also store them in the cryo chamber, but you know, not as comfortable or convenient. We got a storage cubby for their stuff. Uh, here was some ideas I had for like Forsai weapons, kind of Astro Boy style, you know, so like a sword that comes out of their arm, maybe like a laser sword. I liked the idea that the uh, the handguard there was their actual hand. I thought that was fun. Or like, you know, instead of a laser sword, you could do uh, a gun hand, right? But I decided it was more interesting to actually have their weapons, you know, be something they have to carry on the outside of them, uh, on their bodies, you know, like a gun here, or their giant anime swords that I gave them later, because, you know, that provides more I feel like that provides more story opportunities because, you know, a gun can be lost. Uh, it can be 
stolen sword can break or you know again be stolen or be inaccessible right but if it's just built into their body then it's it's i guess it's a little too easy story-wise uh here we have that same foresai base model and then i just iterated you know friend i uh, decided she didn't need a shirt right they're robots doesn't really matter um so she's got these cool kind of uh, i don't know what kind of pants you'd call them maybe i'm not sure well if you know i guess leave a comment um then I added the swords, then Yoslin here, and I forgot to turn off a layer, but you know, and I, in the end, made their pants pretty much identical for the actual comic because it's less work I have to do. Uh, but I did give her this cool shirt that kind of drapes over, you know, less to draw, right? Uh, helps get the story done faster. And I ended up giving her a cool hat, cool cowboy hat. And here's some of the Urt. That's the alien species that uh, lives on the planet Anero, which is where the first arc takes place. I dabbled with a police design here, like a, a logo for the police. And I was like, eh, why bother? You know, like just drop that. It's easier. You can tell they're police. They have like the cool armor, kind of body armor on SWAT team style. This is what the Urt look like in just normal dress. Um, and this is what these officers look like all decked out. You know, they've got kind of a, a tunic thing. I, I wanted to say like, what makes sense for this body type, right? Like, why would you want to wear pants when you have like four legs and you know your your body is not very flexible in that kind of direction to pull on pants right you'd want something you can just wrap around your body so that seemed to make sense here was a early draft i did this is actually the end script or this is the last page of issue two i ended up using it for um but i just kind of wanted to get a feel for the city of newtain and I think it looks pretty good, you know, it was really cool. I obviously did a lot more work before I put that in the back in the in the second issue, but you get a feel for like the scale here. And this is actually, if you've read the first issue, this is the uh, landing pad or one of these three is where they land Pyre and, and in the first issue enter the city. So you know, that's a fun note. Another random sketch. Here was some of the location art that I did. So like, as you can see here. And this was kind of me experimenting with the style of the early comic. Uh, I since have moved to a more uh, charcoal shading style rather than this ink, ink, black ink style. Um, but I really like it. It's kind of inspired by Calvin and Hobbes. Um, Bill Watterson is a genius and I love the shading of those black and white strips. Um, but here's like the landing pad, same one from back here but up close I, I feel for like what the buildings would look like they're inspired by termite mounds and a, a mountain in the background not that you can really tell what that is but you know we got some clouds i really like uh, and then down here is the murder scene the scene of the crime uh, i ended up dropping the vehicles uh, those are still canon i guess but just like you know why draw a vehicle when you have when you don't have to right so you know just kind of a surrounding area it's the warehouse district it's a little more seedy part of town a little less well patrolled and i just really like how this came out uh, and then we have a, a real rough interior just kind of scoping out i like to plan out a scene like physicalize the space you know so i know where everything is when i'm drawing the comic like the actual pages because then i can keep it consistent so we have the four different groups of boxes we have the entrance back here friend and pyre officer lily and uh the dead the dead lady <laughs> and two other officers here just to kind of help me get a feel for where everything is uh this was some practice i did for the end of issue one i just wanted to do a real rough thing to like again plan out the scene and see where everything is so when they're walking up to 
this gang headquarters, you know, I kind of know what I'm drawing here. Uh, some logo practice. This is a colored version I did for a friend. Uh, these aren't really the canon canonical colors. Canonical. These aren't really the canonical colors. Yeah. Since I kind of change them every time I color these. But, you know, you could use this if you wanted to. And uh, that's it. So uh, hopefully going through this has given you a little peek into my insight. Uh, given you a little insight into the way I design stuff. Um, maybe we can do another video sometime where I go through uh, future concept art. But the nice thing is. And uh, let me switch to my screen. All right, the nice thing is the more concept art you do, especially for a series where you're not going to a lot of locations and stuff, the more you do up front, right? The less you have to do down the line. So I didn't have to do hardly any concept art for issue four because I designed everything I needed in the first three issues. And each subsequent issue, one, two, three, I had to do less art, uh, concept art. So that saved me a lot of time. And um probably have to do more art for issue five because that's going to be a new arc in a new location which i'm actually excited about because i like concept art it's fun it's uh it's rather time consuming but i really enjoy it i'm going to apologize now to the audio listeners because uh, this is not that part wasn't really super audio friendly but hopefully you soldiered through and you're still here thank you for watching you've all been so nice and uh received this podcast really well Sever the Plot Thread has a uh, a bright future ahead of it. I really love doing it. It lets me put something out on the channel semi-weekly. And uh, I just like sharing, you know, my love of comics with people and maybe making your first, maybe making your first time doing this a little easier. Uh, look forward to more interviews with creators in the future. I'm uh, lining up as many as I can because uh, those are really fun and I like talking to cool creators. Uh, and if you're a creator, if you're working on something, you know, totally send me a link. I'd love to check it out. and Maybe I'll have you on the show. So uh, thanks for watching. Please like and subscribe. And if you want to see these episodes a day early and uh, as well as get access to early, uh, early Siblings of Steel pages and my other YouTube channel content, uh, totally check out my Patreon. It's in the link below. You get a lot of cool stuff out of that deal. So thanks for watching. Take it easy, Internet, and I'll see you in the next one. Oh.